It's time for Fat Dude Digs Flicks with your host, Andy the Fat Dude. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Fat Dude Digs Flicks. I am the resident fat dude, Andy, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, doing things just a little bit differently this time, trying to make it a little more low-key. Mostly that's because it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, anybody with any sense of sanity uh, would probably be asleep right now, but... I lack that sanity, Um, and as you can tell by the title in your subscription service, whatever that may be, uh, the main focus here is not on movies that I've seen, uh, but on a concept, on a uh, opinion I have of a company. Uh, We're going to talk about MoviePass first before going into just a brief little uh, recap of how I feel about uh, three movies that I've seen recently. Uh, But the big thing that needs to be talked about in this episode is the rise and fall and public crumbling... (laughs) I guess, of MoviePass. Um, For those of you not in the know, which I think right now is probably nobody, uh, because with the direction this company has taken over the last several weeks, I think everybody knows what MoviePass is uh, because of how poorly the company has run itself over the last several weeks. Uh, It has been in the news, it's been all over social media, so I think at this point everybody knows what MoviePass is, but for the person in the back who doesn't, uh, MoviePass is a subscription service, uh, not unlike Netflix in that way, that it is a monthly fee that you pay. Uh, The conceit behind MoviePass was that you would pay a certain amount every month, and you can see unlimited movies, any movie in the theater, uh, for that price. Um, yeah, the, I guess the only restriction initially was that it had to be a normal 2D, uh, non-3D, non-IMAX movie. Um, and I don't remember right away when that company first got started, it was very small, not a huge subscriber base, and I think it was something like, uh, $30, $30 a month? Fif- uh, so I, part of me wants to say it might have been $50 a month. I don't know. It was somewhere between 30 and $50 a month. Then, for some reason, they had this stroke of genius, which I, I liked. <laughs> I contributed to this stroke of genius, where they continued the unlimited movies. You could see any movie you wanted to. A movie a day. Uh, Unlimited movies, I think, is a little misleading. You could see a movie a day, every day, for $9.95 a month. They would send you a card, and you would get to, you know, you'd go through the check-in process, and you could see any movie you wanted to, one movie a day, uh, every single day. Well, when they made this decision... 
people leapt on it. They started getting subscribers up the wazoo. And I think that they got up to 3 million subscribers. So that's that's pretty good. That's a lot of growth. That's fantastic. Well, if you have 3 million people paying $10 a month to see a movie every single day and ticket prices that range from probably as low as $5 a day to in Los Angeles in New York to see a movie that's $14, $15 you're going to run out of money really quickly and to kind of offset that uh, MoviePass started changing their terms and conditions. They changed it where you couldn't see a movie multiple times. Uh, They even said, and this is true, in their terms and conditions at one point in time, they said that if you use MoviePass too often, if you take advantage of the MoviePass system, that they could cancel your membership at any time. So for the people that actually were seeing one movie a day every single day, they ran the risk of getting their memberships canceled. Uh, then you had to, and this may have been early, uh, th- I've heard this was an early on idea too, but recently they started it up again where you had to take a, a picture of your ticket stub after you bought the ticket. That was not so bad. I can, I can handle that. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, you pay for the ticket, you pull up the app, you snap a quick picture, no big deal. I feel like it just confirms that, you know, you used the ticket and used the the movie pass for the, the ticket you were saying you're going to. And I think that kind of also helps put the money in the right column. Like, you know, it adds to the box office of a particular movie, and that's great. Then they added peak pricing. Now, in in concept, the idea of peak pricing isn't terrible. With peak pricing, if a showtime is exceptionally popular, uh, and, and the, the the title itself, the film itself is is super popular, and there's a huge demand for it, uh, MoviePass would charge a surcharge to, for you to get the opportunity to see that. When they first announced this peak pricing plan. They were keeping the the surcharge at like, gosh, I want to say between one and three bucks. You know, you pay that much for a ticket, so that would be on top of your nine ninety five a month if you wanted to see. Ooh, what's a good example? Let's let's just let's say Ant Man and the Wasp. You wanted to see Ant Man and the Wasp on opening weekend, and the theater you went to, uh, the, they were starting to run low on tickets when you got there. Now they would have a little thing that would light up, and it would be that this this movie is in peak pricing, and it would charge you a surcharge if you wanted to use your movie pass to see that. It's defeating the concept of movie pass, but when a company is has this big thing this 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 grand idea and they're running low of money because lots of people are going for it and they're trying to work out the kinks you can kind of understand that that maybe okay for a brand new movie where there's a lot of high demand um if i still want to use my movie pass i might have to pay a few bucks well that surcharge for a peak pricing movie grew exponentially to, in my case, here in South Dakota, $6 for a matinee. Um, matinee movies here are about 7 bucks. That's how much it costs to buy a regular ticket to a movie during matinee pricing. And the surcharge was 6 
$1,500 for movies. So they're charging you almost the price of a ticket to go see a movie that you are paying a membership for. Um, so this was the first strike that their their peak pricing plan was far more expensive than they originally said it could be. The second thing is that it was no longer a matter of supply and demand. It was just... First it was the big titles would automatically go to surge pricing. So if it was a new release... Um, and it, you know, this was its first weekend, and it was a big title. It would instantly be in peak pricing no matter what. Okay? I get the high demand. That's one thing. But for people that would go see this movie in theaters, or they would go to the theaters and they'd be like, okay, well, I have to pay peak pricing. I understand. I really want to see this movie. I will pay that. People that got to the theaters would maybe be one of 15 people in the theater and be charged peak pricing for that movie. So there's not really a high demand for this movie for that showtime, but they were still being charged peak price, the the surcharge, to go see that movie. So that was for, like, the new releases. Well, then somewhere in there, that short span of time, the peak pricing went from just the big movies to every single movie at playing at a particular theater. Every movie, no matter how long it had been out, was put in peak pricing. And if you're paying $10 a month to be able to go see these movies at the theater, then having to pay an additional $6 for a movie, no matter what, uh, you're starting to see the point of having this membership go downhill. Um, then, the, the newest development is that now they won't allow you to see the week's biggest movie upon the week of its release period so that went into effect this week with mission impossible fallout though i gotta tell you uh, somehow i snuck in there and was able to use my movie pass with peak pricing i did use peak pricing but i was able to see mission impossible fallout with my movie pass but the showtimes after that one it, it was all grayed out and you couldn't get in now i was going to try they had this option that came up where your showtime's not listed. They've taken that off, by the way. It used to have on there where underneath all of the movies playing in the theater, it would say, the showtime is not listed. And you would click that, and it would activate your card, and then you just have to send in the ticket stub, or, you know, take a picture of the ticket stub, and then they could see. Well, they removed that when they decided that you couldn't see Mission Impossible Fallout in theaters. So now that option doesn't exist, and Mission Impossible Fallout, you can't see that at all with your movie pass. Um, that's not just for the weekend, not just for the weekend of initial release. That's been all week long. So that made a, the, the app crashed. The movie pass app crashed on Thursday night. That would be the night. Uh, technically before Mission Impossible came out, but for the advanced screenings, the app crashed. And MoviePass passed this on as, oh, we're experiencing technical difficulties. But if you have a theater that uses e-ticketing, you can still get tickets with the e-ticketing. Um, but for people that use their MoviePass card and would have to make reservations online or using the app, they could not do so. They said this was technical difficulties. 
what happened was that MoviePass ran out of money. <laughs> they ran out of cash completely and had to take an emergency short-term loan of... Uh, the, the number has been... Um, has fluctuated a little bit in the media between five and six million dollars so between five and six million dollars they had to take out a a short-term loan uh in order to pay for the tickets for their members so (laughs) that happened the rest of the weekend uh maybe you could get into a movie maybe that movie would have surge pricing the peak pricing maybe it it was it was either the movie would have peak pricing or you couldn't get you couldn't use the card at all there was no every every movie was in peak pricing it didn't matter what it was if it was avengers infinity war which is now on digital like you can buy on voodoo uh it didn't matter it was in peak pricing no matter what showtime so yeah, so the company ran out of money, and they didn't make it clear that they needed to change their business practices until two days later, when they finally finally released a statement that doesn't say everything that has come out recently. Um, I, I I would read to you the whole statement, but it's it's long. But basically, in that statement, they kind of apologized. They kind of apologized for the inconvenience that their issues caused. Um, but they they really tooted their own horn. They were big on saying, we have revolutionized the movie-going experience. We are a massive success. It's because of us that people are going back to the movies. Um, yeah, they they... This company uh, basically is on life support, and they got all cocky about how awesome they are and and really went all out there to say how great they were. And then at the end of their letter, they made three points of changes to their subscription policy. Um, Big movies will now no longer be available. Um, Two weeks, like for the first two weeks of their release, you can't go see big new releases. Um, the second one is that some showtimes for some theaters will not be available. They just kind of randomize it. And they said that you need to check the app before you leave for the theater to see if the movie you want to see is available. So basically what that is, is that the unlimited movies still exists. You can still see one movie a day, every day, using MoviePass, if it's okay with MoviePass. If, if that's fine. If, if they've decided it's okay. So basically it's on their terms. So throw the unlimited movies out, out of the door. And then they apologized about their customer service. They're trying to work on the kinks, blah, 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 blah. They're going to get more people so they can answer your questions in a more transparent, uh, quicker fashion. That's this, this long letter boiled down to those three facts, but peppered in with how great the company is and how much money they have made for the movie industry and how they're getting people to go back to the theater. What they failed to mention in this letter came out in the news that same day. Uh, that movie pass is upping its price to fourteen ninety five a month while still using the unlimited movies as kind of their selling point uh, except that 's not the case 
Um, so that's the, the big scope of things. I hope I made that clear. Now I'm going to put my personal spin on it. Um, I wanted to go see, like, ah, there are movies out right now that I don't particularly want to see, but I like seeing movies. I like the experience of going to movies. And if I have the free time, like, I, I, I feel like I want to catch these movies that are, that are big, that, that are talking points. Uh, and so I, I was going to go see, uh, Skyscraper, which I still have not, um, I went out of town, came back from from being out of town, and had had a few hours to kind of spare um, before getting to spend time with my girlfriend before she got back in town. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go see a movie. Well, I didn't, you know, this is when peak pricing kicked in, and uh, it didn't really matter what showtime it was, all of them were already in peak pricing. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to go to a movie. Because apparently every single showtime is in demand here. And this was like a Saturday morning, early afternoon, um, where, you know, it's not, in in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, it's not really that busy. Uh, But I decided not to. Um, I'm trying to think the other times I've had some issues with it. Uh, There was a lot of the peak pricing thing, where it was just, it was like, you know... all of the movies were put in peak pricing. It didn't really matter what showtime or what day. It was just they were they were in peak pricing, like it or not. Well, then the Mission Impossible thing happened last weekend. And, you know, I was frustrated. I, I you know, was going to wake up early so that I could, like, go get a ticket ahead of time. But when I woke up, everything was open. So I was like, oh, well, then I should be fine. Well, then, you know that's when everything was blacked out like i would say maybe an hour and a half later everything was blacked out and except that that you know this show to my sh- the showtime is not listed popped up so i was like okay well i'm just gonna use that got to the theater the showtime's not listed was gone but i was able to sneak in not sneak in but you know use surge pricing for mission impossible well then <laughs> The, the the rest of the week it has fluctuated like since Friday um, it has gone from either every movie listed except for Mission Impossible but every showtime is in peak pricing uh, no movies listed two movies listed uh, two movies listed but only the 10 o'clock showtimes are available and this isn't at 10 o'clock at night this is like during the day like 4 o'clock in the afternoon uh, it has just been completely inconsistent um, as to what's available and what you can use the movie pass on here's my frame of thinking if I pay $10 a month right like I get that that's a great deal and if I were to get you know maybe three movies two movies two movies honestly two movies out of that that were fine that i didn't have any kind of surge pricing didn't have anything at all i would feel like i was getting my money's worth um and anything beyond two movies that's great but now with surge pricing or this inconsistent showtime thing you might not be able to get to two showings uh, it's it, it's really kind of a crapshoot, and as far as the surge pricing goes, 
it's inconsistent as well because sometimes you know for some theaters like i watched it rise like if i remember correctly uh the other day one movie was like five bucks and then like an hour later which was still in matinee pricing it was it bumped up to six bucks that it's all very inconsistent and movie pass has been has not been transparent at all with any of these changes and any of these problems they've hid behind technical difficulties and then behind this you know new companies are going to have some bumps before they really shine blah 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 the company is not following through on what its uh, original action plan was and i get it that there are issues with anything that you you're going to have some bumps but this is like this is beyond a bumpy road like this is this is turbulence and going into i don't know a tornado like it's it's just a mess and they're not going to be able to sustain this business practice they're going to lose their customers because of how bad their customer service is and how frequently their their terms change like they're not going to have much of a customer base left and they're not going to exist so I'm frustrated with MoviePass just because, and I get that it might be a little selfish, but I don't have to pay for it. And I can. Like, if, if I'm not getting the goods that I pay for, it's my right as a consumer to be frustrated with that. Um, MoviePass can fix all of this. They really can. Because there are other companies that are changing, you know, that are taking MoviePass's idea and building upon it and making little twists and kind of making it better. Uh, I am going to jump on the slash film, like, praise train, and if I had an AMC theater near me, I would join the Stubbs A-list in a second. Uh, it's $19.95 a month, which is $10 more than MoviePass. But you get three movies a week, three movies of any format, and you can see the same movie multiple times. Three movies a week, $19.95 a month. Like, this is perfect. And because AMC is such a thriving business... They're doing just fine. And sure, it's just started. And maybe as it goes along, they'll have some issues too. But they're already starting from a better place. $20? That's great. That's a great price point. If they have to up it a little bit as they go along to probably $25, it still is still a deal for three movies a week. Like, it, it's, it's great. It works out really well. Um, MoviePass raising their price to $15 had they you know been honest had they continued to offer a movie a day show all the show times even if they had surge pricing that the peak pricing but it was consistent and it wasn't like six bucks it wasn't like the price of an entire ticket um i would consider staying with them because i know that there would still be some movies on there that were available but because they just can't really seem to get it together as to you know when they're going to have showtimes available what movies are going to be available anything like that it's a sinking ship and when my uh month runs out here at the midpoint of august i think it's time unless they make some stark improvements in the next two weeks 
which I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's time for me to walk away from MoviePass. And that, that might mean that I don't have any kind of subscription service for a while and have to pay full price for for a movie. That's just the way it is. So it's uh, unfortunate. And I don't want MoviePass to fail. I feel like because I've been so outspoken about this lately that it kind of gives the impression that I want this company to fail. I don't. This has been a great tool. It's It's been wonderful. It's been so nice to be able to just use this card and go see like whatever movie I wanted to. I could go see a movie a day. For me, that's like Christmas. That's, that's just the greatest thing ever. I don't want this company to fail. But I also think that if you aren't you aren't conducting business properly and you aren't caring about your customer base, letting them know there are issues and being honest about the issues, I, I don't really see a reason to stick around. So that's just my thoughts on MoviePass. Let me know what you think. Like, are you going to stick around with MoviePass? Are you going to start looking for other options? Like what? What? What are you gonna do? Am I? Am I a big crybaby about this? Like, it, it just—it just—it just doesn't seem right to me. Just the way that they're going about doing this isn't isn't right, and I don't feel the need to stick around any longer. It's unfortunate because it is such a cool idea, but everybody said that it's there's no way it can be a sustainable business practice, and you know if it looks too good to be true. It probably is, and MoviePass is too good to be true. So, alright. Get that MoviePass stuff out of the way, but if you want to talk more about MoviePass, please just shoot me an email. Uh, FatDudeDigsFlicks at gmail.com Comment on the Facebook, comment on Instagram, anything like that. Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's taco about it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's fun. Out here surviving, and what I'm doing right now won't even matter. Baby, baby, it will always matter. Oh, you said you fixed that. All right, well, since this is an actual movie podcast, let's talk about movies really quickly. Um, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna try <laughs> to keep this part as short as I can, uh, just because you listen to me talk for half an hour about movie pass. Uh, but over the last couple weeks, I've been able to see, sorry to bother you, Mission Impossible Fallout and Three Identical Strangers. Um, I, I just, I'll just kind of recap how I felt about each of these movies. Uh, my review for Three Identical Strangers will be going up, uh, well, probably by the time you listen to this, it'll be up on the up on the the Facebook and the Instagram. Um, but I've already said a lot about "Sorry to Bother You" and Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, "Sorry to Bother You" is a lot like Mother in the sense that I'm still thinking about it. There was a lot that I really liked about "Sorry to Bother You," um, but I would say in the last half hour of the movie. Uh, when there is a crazy ass twist, uh, that's when I kind of checked out. Um, and I get what the movie was going for. Uh, it is a story about unions and, uh, in essence about slavery as well. Um, and it, it, it's 
really trying to tell a good story. There's a lot of funny moments in there, uh, some good performances. Um, but it just, when it gets to the ending, it really goes way out there uh, to try and get its point across. And I think for some people that works really well. Uh, for me, it just didn't work as well as I would have liked. Um, and I, I think the movie is very uh, much a satire. And when you're when you're, te- you're do- dealing with satire, you kind of got to go, you know, go big or go home. And this movie movie definitely went big. It just didn't quite sit as well with me as I was hoping for. Um, in the end, I liked it. I liked Sorry to Bother You. I would probably see it again to kind of, you know, now that I know what to expect, kind of approach it with a different eye. Um, but yeah, so I think I gave Sorry to Bother You three tacos. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, there's not really a lot more to say about that. Um, it, it's definitely one of the best action movies of the year uh it actually has (laughs) i really like the story of it um i I think it's solid but i think if you were to kind of look at it just a little bit closer you'd be like what how is that what it's it's a it's a device i'm i'm stealing this from another podcast but but it's a it's a, a vehicle for awesome action sequences to be connected and this movie is definitely filled with awesome action sequences um but i think there's a good performance here from tom cruise too i think he's I, there's there's just something about the way these movies are put together that I mean, feel fresh and fun and interesting. And the, the Mission Impossible franchise is, is definitely one of my favorites. And I think this is a great sixth chapter. It's on its sixth movie. This is the sixth Mission Impossible movie. And they just keep getting better. I don't think this one is the best of the series, and a lot of people do. But it's it's constantly solid and they keep going further each time and i'm kind of amazed that the 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 the, the films still hold up um yeah i was absolutely delighted by mission impossible fallout i think it's definitely one for action fans uh mature action fans to enjoy because there's 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 some stuff going on there and it's it's worth watching and then the final movie i saw i <laughs> Oh, man. I I want to do a spoiler section in this podcast just so that I can talk, like, say some things about this movie that I can't otherwise say. But to be completely honest with you, the less you know about three identical strangers going into it, it is, it's, it's for the best. Um... Yeah, this movie is quickly shot up amongst, uh, I I think it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, It starts off so funny, like just just funny and such an interesting story. Um, It's the basic thing that I can say about it. Um, These three identical triplets are separated at birth and they come together that's that's really it it the rest of the movie deals with other things and it, it goes in some directions that uh you don't see coming um it's 
it's it's a pretty remarkable movie it's it's something special uh i don't know how documentaries have been knocking it out of the park this year but uh this one is just like i'm surprised to say that i think i liked it more than won't you be my neighbor like i really liked won't you be my neighbor i thought won't you be my neighbor was beautiful and just a, a, an emotional like delight but this one, I don't know. There's something about this one that is just so hard hitting, and such a story of of people, and and I I can't even say it because I feel like I would ruin so much of what makes this movie work. Um, it is. It's a it's a, a movie that starts off making you laugh, and then as it nears its end, it's uh, you're probably not going to laugh anymore. Um, but it's it's just remarkable um yeah i i love this movie um and i think you know it'll it'll take another viewing for me to decide for sure but there's a good chance that you know upon a second viewing uh this could be a golden avocado movie like it's just that good um yeah i I, i'm gonna go with four and a half tacos for now on uh, uh, Three Identical Strangers. But don't be surprised if you see it in my uh, uh, Golden Avocado Pantheon because it's, it's yeah, like, thinking about it now, too. I mean, I'm just, I, I, I'm not going to cry, but I think if I were to put a lot of thought into this movie, um, I would definitely cry again. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't... I can't talk about it. It's difficult to have the podcast where you want to talk about movies and then you can't really go into detail about it because so much of what makes this movie successful is not knowing what's going on. Because, oh, it it is. I read an article about it today where it's like after the first 20 minutes, you're like, oh, well, where is this going to go? And then 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, well, where is this going to go? And then 20 minutes later, where is this going? And then, yeah, it's just, it's, it's constantly changing the question on you. And it's fascinating. Um, so I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, I think, uh, for, for documentary fans, fans of true life stories, Three Identical Strangers is the way to go. For fans of action and intrigue, I think Mission Impossible Fallout is definitely the way to go. For fans of bizarre, crazy-ass satire, I think Sorry to Bother You is the way to go. So all three of these movies are various levels of good and interesting that are worth watching. I think it just kind of depends on your taste palette. I think uh, Three Identical Strangers and Mission Impossible Fallout will kind of be general crowd pleasers so if you're more of a general movie fan i think those two are the way to go if you're a fan of movies that are just fucking out there i think that sorry to bother you is is something that you might be into um so yeah that's a quick three three movie rundown uh it's taken me about nine minutes in a podcast that took me a half an hour to talk about movie pass um so again just to recap sorry to bother you three tacos Mission Impossible Fallout, four tacos. Three Identical Strangers, four and a half tacos. And that's going to do it. Um, please follow me on Instagram. Follow the Facebook page, Fat Dude Digs Flicks. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, like, comment. Let's talk about movies there. Let's 
taco. I got to keep saying that. I got to keep saying let's talk about because I got to remember that I'm trying to build a brand here. So let's talk about stuff over on those uh, social media sites. Um, please like, uh, subscribe to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Um, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you can review stuff on Stitcher. Uh, I found out I'm on Overcast as well. Uh, I don't know how that works, but I'm on Overcast. So if you want to use Overcast to listen to podcasts, that's cool. Use that. I'm there. Um, (laughs) The other day, I was going to sit down and do a YouTube video because I haven't done one in a while. I didn't do it. So the YouTube is still there. I just, I'll get to it eventually. I promise. I really do. I promise I will start doing YouTube videos again. Um, by the end of the year, I will at least have three more YouTube videos. Uh, and then you can email me at fatdudigslicks at gmail.com just to talk about stuff in general. If you have a recommendation for me, if you have a donation for me, uh, a donation with a recommendation, whatever, if you recommend something, I will definitely review it. If you recommend it with a donation, I will either YouTube it or podcast it. I promise. I know, Josh, I still owe you for the educators. It's been such a long time now. I hope you forgive me. I watched it. I thought it was okay. I thought the twist ending was great. Uh, But the movie overall was kind of, uh, you know, it was good and then it wasn't. It was good and then it wasn't. It just had a lot to say. Uh, But I like um, uh, Daniel Bruhl. Daniel Bruhl. Uh, so much that uh, he definitely made the movie worth it. Uh, but yeah, the ending was fantastic for that movie. So if you like uh, interesting endings, I would recommend the German movie The Educators that my friend Josh uh, recommended to me and gave me, I think, a Fandango gift card for it. Uh, it has been. It's been forever ago. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. So again, recommendations to fatdudedicksflicks at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.